welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, It's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you and also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White. Or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Rich Wolverton. Rich is leader of Grow Food Service. Welcome to the podcast, Rich. Thank you, Jono. Uh, so first of all, Rich, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do. And, and I know um, we're going to hear more of your background in a moment, right back even to childhood, you know, some of those moments that shaped you becoming who you are. But uh, in this uh, current sort of stage of life, tell us about the things that, uh, that Rich does at the moment. Yeah, so currently, uh, my company, Grow Food Service, I consult with companies, uh, product manufacturers that want to get into the food service business in the U.S. And it's a business that appears simple on the surface. It's actually quite complicated. And based on my experience, I'm able to help uh, walk them through the, the, the challenging parts of it, hopefully smooth out some of the bumps and help them be more successful more quickly. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, good, uh, good summary. Well, I always love hearing people's stories. So for you, I'd love to ask, what are some of the moments as you reflect back, even as far back as, you know, little rich when you were, when you were just growing up, what are some of those moments that really shaped you becoming the person and the leader you are today? Oh, thanks, Jono. Um, well, I think I go back to when I was just a little pipsqueak. I, I was a pretty introverted kid. And uh, it was somewhere around junior high that started to change. Uh, my dad suggested I try a, a speech class at school, which you know, few things could be more frightening than that for an introverted kid. And then I got involved in some youth organizations that gave me public speaking opportunities. And I found out that I kind of like that. And so I, I started uh, taking on those roles where I could get in front of people and leadership roles and really enjoyed it and, and and initially i think i enjoyed the accolades you know that's my the selfish side but then i found i also enjoyed helping other people succeed and so that was that was a lot of fun um went to college went from uh, minnesota where our family had been and my folks had moved to florida while i was a senior in high school and then i moved down to florida Ended up going to uh, college down there and uh, got a marketing degree at uh, University of North Florida, uh, the biggest school nobody's ever heard of. And it, uh, that helped a lot. Then my folks moved to uh, Washington State and uh, they gave me a choice of getting a job in Florida or mooching off them for a few months. So I took that mooching opportunity and moved to Washington and then uh, ended up getting a job in Seattle in the food business. And uh, I, I hired on with a company that said they would train me. And so I, I took that and I worked for a food broker. I bounced around a few jobs and then ended up in the seafood business and uh, 
really enjoyed that, really started coming into my own at that point and started out with a sales position and uh, moved into product management, back into sales, uh, had the opportunity to help out at uh, Northwest Fisheries Association, which is an association of, um, I don't know, 100, 200 companies and uh, got involved in different aspects of that and then got into the, the chair's progression up to the president of that. And I did that in 2002 or 2001. And, and that was a lot of fun because not only am I with uh, a lot of my peers in the seafood business, I really like the people and we were able to do some exciting things around scholarships for uh, the family of people uh, that were in the, in the association. So that was, that was a lot of fun um, in the seafood business and sales and all that uh, with a couple companies and then had the opportunity to move into category management with a broadline food service distributor yep. in, in uh, Seattle and working at the corporate level as a category manager and uh, broadline food service. So it wasn't Cisco or U.S. Foods, but it was like that on a smaller scale and I really enjoyed that and enjoyed kind of being on the other side of the table and seeing the other aspects of that sales conversation and had phenomenal growth in doing that. Um, they moved the corporate headquarters down to Phoenix in uh, 2006, I think it was, and um, I found myself getting promoted to director and then on to VP of category management for the corporate office. And the company invested in me and in many others with the Leadership Excellence Program and involved reading books, some of the Patrick Lencioni books that I know you like, Jono, and uh, Covey books. And yeah. we spent uh, time throughout the year talking about leadership and what that looks like. And that put me on a tremendous growth track where I, I felt competent in my job. I felt prepared to have the discussions with people when I needed to have them and understanding the need to invest in people and the psychology of, of leadership. And that was just a phenomenal growth for me. And then a few of us that had been in the class together were sitting around having a beer said, you know, what are we gonna do now that class is over? And so we put together a leadership excellence forum. It started out with five or six people and Sometimes that's all we had. Sometimes we had 30 people show up and we'd talk about different leadership aspects and uh, some of it going back to the classes that we'd had, just keeping that information fresh. Some of it was new information and really enjoyed that process. And so just the uh, willingness to step up for uh, to help not only myself, but to help other leaders uh, succeed was, was really fulfilling. And then uh, a few yeah. of us uh, outside of work, some friends, uh, we started doing a book club. We were, I was talking again, talking about all the excitement around leadership development. And we said, you know, we ought to have our own book club. And so I love doing that because it was people outside my industry that uh, really good at what they do. And um, it was just a, another opportunity to grow. So it ended up being a big investment, took some time, but man, the payoff was phenomenal. So did that and then um, yep. the company I worked for got bought out and we, I worked on integration to the new company for three years and was able to finish that obligation uh, 
then my wife and I moved to California, Santa Rosa, where we uh, came here to help out our daughter. And she was going to school, full-time nurse, and then had breast cancer. Uh, we just celebrated last night that she's finished school, she's finished her treatments, and so everything's looking really good. Oh, and, thank goodness. Uh, so just all all kinds of great stuff going yeah. on, you know, through the through the darkness and through the difficulty. Uh, we felt very supported by our friends, by God, all, all the important places in life. <laughs> well, that's incredible, and um, what 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 wonderful timing that we can be chatting now after you've just been able to celebrate that. I can't imagine uh, yeah. many things more challenging than navigating that um, with with a child. So very excited to hear hear some good news yeah. there. Uh, I want to ask you about the leadership excellence course because it's um, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you looked at different books, but obviously that the way you describe that really stands out to me as something that that really worked to really develop you as a leader and give you broaden your horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it about the course that made it so effective? Do you think? Well, it was it was well planned out. We had a um an associate development person on staff and she developed this. It was all homegrown uh, training. It was uh, people that all of them worked for the company that did this and uh, they would come out of their other roles, whether it was CFO or something else and help with part of the training. And uh, so I like that. I knew the people, I knew how they thought and worked. And, and so that was nice having that. There was the, uh, the aspect I really enjoyed the camaraderie, getting to know people from throughout the company, all the different locations, and you may not see them very often, but uh, we got together then, I think it was four different sessions for a week each and uh, spent those times together. So that was great. And then it was, you know, we went in deep, you know, we were expected to read seven habits of highly effective people. And then we dug deep into it and discussed the different aspects of it. And that was, it just, we got really deep on it. And I think that's what I enjoyed. Well, then I would go back to my team and I have a team about 15 people, category managers, et cetera. And uh, I would in one hour try to download what we spent a week learning. So you can only imagine the the first one, they they were thinking, what's this guy doing to me? And uh, by the second or third time I, I did it and we had time to talk in between, they started to get on board and understand it. And then they said, okay, well, let's do some of this together also. Let's read this book together. And it didn't make it mandatory. It was optional. But then we would go through the books and the different topics together also. It gave me a chance to try to develop uh, uh, other people on the team, give them the chance to grow as leaders also. And, and that was, that really... You know, yeah. when you teach it, you know it better than when you just listen. And then helping people develop, I mean, that just is good. It's good for the heart. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's one of the most, uh, definitely one of the most fulfilling experiences you can have is to is to invest in someone else and, and see them grow. Um, interested to know uh, for you, what did, what did you find most challenging when you were, say, leading a team of 15? Um, particularly, so it was sales a big part of your back or that was really the the focus of a lot of your career rich right right yeah i went from uh, sales um you know doing sales for decades yep. into category management so it's really it's it's almost like being a buyer but 
we're not actually uh, placing any POs. That was somebody okay. else's job. Yeah. And so yeah. we would work. We would work with the vendors, and we would work on item selection. You know, the four P's of, of marketing: the uh, product, price, place, and promotion. We'd work on those things with the vendors, and um, you know that that was a, a big switch for me. It took a while to quit thinking like a salesman, but. Uh, and my boss told me that uh, a couple times, but uh, it also, that background gave me a strength that, that she didn't have because yeah. she didn't have that same sales background. And I think together we were a really solid team. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. What did you find? Don't know that I answered your question. No, no, that's, that was, I just wanted to ask that before I asked. Uh, so what did you find? what were the differences between leading in, in a sales environment and leading in category management? Did you find anything different in how to actually lead and manage people in those two different uh, skill sets? You know, I, I think it's part of the difference is it's a, it's a slightly different makeup between a sales person and a category manager person. Um, salesperson needs to be able to figure out how to close the deal on their side. So it's slightly different um, than the category manager asks questions. They ask for a promotion or something like that. And on the sales side, you may not be able to give it. So you need to know enough to flex and figure out what you can do that works for the customer and works for you and make sure there's value in it. Uh, I think a lot of it really it just, it's still people and we all still have our needs. And I think the, uh, the empathy and understanding about what each person is about still is incredibly critical. Um, you know, being able uh, to know enough about a person's life that you know their circumstances. Something that I, I didn't do when I was in sales, I did do in category management, um, is I would, I would take somebody to lunch every week out of the team. And um, so, you know, it's... I'd say, hey, this is your week. Does it fit for you? Yeah, all right, you pick the day. And uh, we'd pick the day. They'd pick the spot. Hopefully it wasn't too expensive. But uh, And then we'd go out to lunch and this say, this is all about you, Randy. And tell me what's going on. What do you want me to know about your life? You know, what are you comfortable talking about? And then I'm really an open person. I'll tell them what's going on in my life and the good and the bad. And uh, I think that uh, sharing and that having that vulnerability helps uh, solidify the relationship. And yeah. I, I think for the most part, I can't say to a man, but uh, most people I would have taken a bullet for at that point on that team. And most of them probably would have taken one for me or anybody else on the team. You know, we just, we developed that kind of uh, closeness. And I, I think that's what made that an, an exceptional team. It's just, we really were an interdependent team. We needed each other and, uh, it was it was a it was as good a work experience as I've had in my life. Yeah, I love that story because I think we underestimate the importance of connection and uh, and sometimes we can think that doing things like that and just asking about someone's life is uh, can seem fluffy or secondary to the bottom line. And it's and it's like, well, actually, no. It's um, not only is it just more important and in some ways the right thing to do but it's also effective leadership and effective management because the more you can connect with that person and build that vulnerability to understand yeah. them and help them understand you 
you're you're way better equipped than when you do run into an issue to be able to handle it well together. Yeah, yeah, well said. Yeah, it was one of the things that that I loved about Seven Habits. You know, they talk about the different levels of a team. You know, where you're you're depend you have dependence like a baby's dependent on a parent. You have the independence like every teenager wants from their parents. And then you have the interdependence where you really need each other. And, and when you get to that point as a team of, you know, 15 or however many people, you really have something special. And uh, people don't want to leave. You know, we didn't work for the best paying company, uh, but we did work for a company with a great culture. And uh, that to me is, that's number one. And when people ask me, well, what, what should mm -hmm. I look for? I said, make sure you want to be there, <laughs> you know. Make sure that culture is right for you. You don't have to work for a jerk, and you shouldn't. Uh, make yeah. sure, you know, ask the questions. Uh, because when you're doing an interview, it goes both ways. You know, we always think, hey, I'm being interviewed for a position. I need to put on my shiny shoes. And I, I kind of take the approach, no, you want to be you. Because you want them to know what they're getting. And, and I'm not saying this is great advice, but it's my advice. <laughs> and just be you. And, you know, if... <laughs> You know, if you, like me, I like to have fun at work. I'll crack a joke uh, and, uh, you know, just let them know that I'm going to, I'm going to work hard, but man, I'm going to have fun doing it. And yeah, I think that that's awfully important. Just be you, you know, don't try to be any version of anybody else. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great advice. Uh, well, I'm, I'm really keen to get your thoughts, especially hearing your love for some of the same leadership books I love, <laughs> Covey and Lencioni. Yeah. Um, let's jump into Leadership yeah. Express and ask a bunch of questions. Are you ready? Okay, go for it. So the first question is, uh, what's a book that you've gifted to other people? Wow. So I've gifted a few. Um, Seven Habits. I've gifted a lot. And uh, another one that I've done a few on is, this is actually my business coach. And I think you and she think an awful lot of like, Trisha Groff is her name. She wrote a book called Relational Genius. And I've gifted that to a few people. And, you know, there's, it's easy along with people that are similar to you. It's difficult to get along with others. And, and she gives some ideas on how to do that. Uh, in your approach, in, in your book, Step Up or Step Out, it's a different approach. And, and I like it. Mm. And I think there's Thank ways you. to put all these things together. Yeah, I, I So agree. that would be one I would gift too, Jono. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very kind, Rich. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, right now, are you reading any books that, uh, that you're loving or any podcasts that you're really enjoying? Any, um, any blogs that, uh, you know, that, that you're reading right now? You know, I, I love Leadership Freak, Dan Rockwell. Yes. Uh, I think that's a really good one. And, uh, yeah, he, he's consistent in delivering good information. He at least once a week makes me think, oh, why didn't I know that already? So <laughs> I, I like that. I, I'm into politics, so uh, the world's a mess right now. So mm. I'm, I'm listening to a conservative guy, Newt, Newt Gingrich, who was um, – congressman here in the u.s and he taught history and i love his historical approach on things yeah so i'm listening to that and then uh the book i'm reading a history book it's what they didn't teach you about the american revolution and ah. uh, that's my nighttime 
book a couple of pages a night uh, before my eyes get too heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so that's interesting. Yeah. That that's that's fun. Yeah. yeah and I've read. I can't think of the book. I, yeah, I've read some uh, Australian history. My son actually married uh, a girl from Melbourne, and so they have my grandson over there right ah, now. Ah, wonderful. Uh, so I've read a little bit on Australian history too, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Great, um, some great recommendations. Thank you. Okay, uh, do you have any favorite yeah. questions you ask, whether it's as a consultant, whether it's in a sales capacity when you're in a one-on-one sitting over lunch with uh, with one of your people on your team? Are there any questions that you find really helpful? Oh, you know, it's, uh, you know, if it's somebody on my team, go, hey, what's important? What's going on? You know, what's going well? Where are you struggling? How can I help? And, uh when it's with a customer or a client, I like to ask what else, you know, what else, what else are you trying to figure out? It doesn't have to be something I'm necessarily going to help them with, but I find when I ask that question or somebody asks me that question, a lot of times you find a synergy that you didn't expect. And if I can be a resource for a client beyond my capacity and say, gosh, you ought to talk to this guy or this girl, uh, you know, then my value goes up. And I'm happy helping people. You know, that's yeah, that, that's a lot of reward right there. That's great advice and yeah. a great question. But it's just a what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is a great Thanks. question? I also use that a lot in in coaching. If anyone is wanting to grow in how they, whether it's with clients or or coaching staff, what else is like a secret, a little secret weapon or anything else? Yeah. What else is better because it prompts them to actually. Uh, so you ask someone, they go down, they go down a path, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm going to ask them yet. You've asked them maybe, what's um, you know, so what what what's challenging around this situation or something, and they talk for a few minutes, and you think, oh, I don't really know where to take this next. A great follow up question is always, ah, oh, so you know, yeah, what else? So that's one thing. What else is challenging? And it's a great because people go, oh, oh, I yeah. thought I just answered that. Let me think. So no, what else is a um, is a little uh, <laughs> secret weapon? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Another one I like, I got from a guy I used to work with, Al, and he'd, he would just say, tell me more about that. Mm. And, you know, it's just such a simple question. And he was the master at timing on dropping that one on people. And yeah. you just get people to talk more. And often, often they will. Absolutely. Wonderful advice. Uh, okay. Let me ask you another question. What's a great piece of advice you've received? Oh, uh, be you, just be you, you know, it, uh, again, it goes back to what I said earlier. We get hung up on, I'm worried about making the right impression on, on somebody. And Mm. if I'm not me, then who, who's, what impression am I leaving? (laughs) You know, so just be me. You know, I, I try to smile a lot. I try to make some jokes now and again, and, uh, Hey, not everybody loves it, but, uh, my wife does so yeah. that's what counts yeah that's right be you that's wonderful what's a big struggle or yeah. problem that you see leaders facing in food service it's well there's the the just the trouble right now of getting product i mean the physical problem of doing that but as as a leader i i think it's keeping people uh focused on the mission you know what's the mission how do we how do we stay focused on what's critical to our business today 
and uh, instead of chasing a thousand different fires because there's always something going on and typically there's a, a few things going wrong so just knowing the mission making sure you're spending time on that instead of uh, chasing all the different little things that go on yeah absolutely uh okay a movie or tv show that really impacted you well right uh seinfeld i'm almost embarrassed to say it but it's true i mean i love the humor <laughs> in that show and and i often refer to it i don't know if that made it to australia or not oh yeah well it truly did but, it's one of my uh, favorite shows actually do you have a favorite uh scene or a favorite moment you know, there, there's a few of them. One is when Kramer puts 100 bucks on the table, and the other is just the one where it was the Festivus poll. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous and over the top, but you could actually see the Costanzas celebrating Festivus Day. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and if yeah. anyone hasn't watched Seinfeld, that's a great <laughs> episode to start. Watch the Festivus episode because it's um, yeah. uh, George Costanza's dad is played by uh, Ben Stiller's uh, father, I can't, I can't remember um, his name in real life. I think he's just Jerry. passed away in the past uh, couple of years. I think. Yeah. Um, wonderful actor, and so. just that episode is so ridiculous. It's everything I love about Seinfeld. <laughs> just, but it's it's believable because it's kind of you just see a little bit of yourself and a little bit of you know the <laughs> the the things about humanity where you just you know face palm. They really bring it out in such a funny way. Um, no, that's a great that's a great recommendation. Yeah. I love I love Seinfeld. It's one of my yeah. definitely one of my top ten yeah. um, TV series. Yeah, and, and I think on a, on a serious note, uh, Shark Tank is we we love watching that. And I yeah. think in Canada they have Dragons Den, I think it's called. And just watching these uh, entrepreneurs go up and pitch their products, it, it to me, you know, you do see some horrible ones, but man, you see some great ones also, and some very impressive uh, young people. Mm. so try and learn from them too i think and the beauty of that the beauty of shark tank it's come up quite a few times it's such a it's it's like um when else do you get the chance to watch someone pitch and not only learn from them but then actually have some people who give real feedback on whether they like it or not and i feel like um you can learn so much about you know it's one of those shows where if you watch it and then you ask okay if you stop it and actually say well what was it about their idea and the way they pitched it that um that led to this result like you said sometimes it's terrible well why was it terrible mm -hmm. i think there's so much in that because you can learn yeah. um you, it's just it's that's the beauty of the show there's no other context where you get a chance to sit in on those meetings so it's uh it, it comes up a lot on this podcast yeah. and i think for anyone who uh, really wants to learn to sell really wants to learn particularly has uh, wants is an entrepreneur or really wants to one day run their own thing I think it's a really great show to sit down and and watch and enjoy it but also I think you pick up a lot from it yeah yeah you know and there's a way to get a little bit involved in similar things on a different scale but the minority supplier development council here in the U.S. I think you can just Google that. And uh, I think there, there's ways for people. I used to do it when I worked for a larger company. Uh, I would listen to the uh, the folks do, they call it a, a pitch and something, but they would do a quick uh, presentation and then we'd have a moment to, to comment on it and how it went. And 
and, and help them perfect their story. And from that, I ended up helping, before I started my consulting business, I was helping a few companies just trying to get them ready for food service and realize the obstacles that they had ahead of them and what they needed to work on so they could prioritize their work. And it was really rewarding. So that's something yes. to check out. Yeah, no, that's great. Good advice. Uh, last question. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Um, good question. I, I think I would say know the difference between leading and managing. And, uh, you know, if, if you have to manage people, which makes it always makes me think about micromanaging, um, you know, then you've got different problems. And if, if you can lead them and uh, get them to feel like a team, it, I don't think there's anything more rewarding than that. Yeah, that's good, uh, good advice. One of my favorite quotes, uh, which... Uh, someone's mentioned on the podcast. I can't remember. I can't remember which episode and who it was, but it really stuck <laughs> with me. <laughs> um, and they said, and I don't know if it was their quote as well. So I, I really should uh, find out because I've used it a couple of times. But they said the difference between a leader and a manager is um, you walk you walk out of a manager's office thinking, wow, they're the smartest. They are the smartest person in the world. You walk, <laughs> you walk out of a leader's office going. Gee, yeah. I'm 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 what, like really smart. I can do this, and um, and I just love that picture that a you know a, a leader has that ability to turn the tables and really invest in the person and 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 help them to see yeah. and have the perspective and where they can go rather than being the smartest person in the room. Uh, I thought that was a lovely little yeah. sort of anecdote for us to to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, just real quick story um, mm. back when I worked for the regional food distributor. I was asked to lead a, um, a team for the, they call it the food group. So it's five different companies and how we worked together. And it was a bit of a daunting task. We, we made some good progress. Uh, but um, what I found was I, I trained, not I didn't train, a couple of people really wanted to get better at leadership. We gave them the opportunity to do it. They became directors in our department and I, I kept kind of pushing them to test different things and, and to get uncomfortable so they could get comfortable with different skills and I focused a lot of time on this uh, initiative for the food group and then when I had some time and it came back it was like they didn't need me anymore and I thought wow that's a little scary <laughs> but uh, yeah the team worked <laughs> just fine without me and that either meant you know good job leadership or uh you know, I wasn't doing much to start. So, <laughs> no, I think that's the goal. But, uh, I think, um, I think we get our yeah, we get our wires crossed, and I think just because of natural, you know, being being human and and not wanting, you know, wanting to belong and wanting to have meaning, it's easy to fall into a trap yeah. of wanting to um, having the main goal to be, you know, that I am important or making a difference, and and yet it's actually the best thing you yeah. want to do is um, to put it in a, in a silly sort of memorable way, I, I like to say, um, you know, you want to be, you want to find yourself in your team. You want to look around and think, wow, I could be the dumbest person in this room. Like that's, that's where not because you're <laughs> yeah. stupid, but because you've hired people who are so yeah, smart. And, well. and you also want to look around and think, um, 
and this is often a challenge for young leaders. You actually want to be investing in people and then supporting them and getting alongside and helping them to the point where you look around and go, these guys could do this without me. Um, that's yeah. the counterintuitive yeah. because naturally we probably want to be the smartest in the room. And also there's probably a bent to want to, you know, have people relying on us where, oh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, irreplaceable. They, they, they couldn't do this without me. Yeah. Yeah. One of my lines that the team would bring up to me that, cause I said it so much was you have two jobs, train your replacement, make your boss look good. And I talked about my boss, you know, the guy, the big boss for the team. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's make sure he always looks good and, but always train your replacement, you know, get people ready, help them get ready. And that was the exciting thing for me to be able to be a, a part of helping someone who's maybe an assistant category manager become a category manager. And sometimes that next step for them meant moving on to another company because we didn't have a spot, but they went on and they kept growing. Uh, okay, I'll take that. Um, you know, but yeah. it, it, was, it, it was fun being a, a piece of the puzzle in their growth. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, for those who've really enjoyed today and want to connect with you on LinkedIn or anywhere like that, where can people find you online, Rich? Yeah, so uh, I have a website, growfoodservice.com, and I am on LinkedIn, Rich Wolverton or Grow Food Service. You can find me there. And I do some writing on LinkedIn, and, and uh, that's been rewarding too because I've got some good comments, people saying, yeah, this helps me understand food service better. So yeah, it's been fun. Brilliant. Well, thank you to our listeners. Uh, today's been a lot of fun, and um, don't forget – that we also have the John O. White Leadership Podcast and Leadership Question of the Day Podcast, which you can go and check out if you want to uh, have more to invest in your leadership, more content. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to Rich Wolverton. It's been wonderful uh, hearing some of your story, but also some of your wisdom and advice about being yourself and um, is that that the question, uh, what else, and tell me more. You know, just just some great nuggets uh, today that I think will help a lot of people. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Rich. Great. And thank you, John. It's been fun. It's been fun uh, chatting with you, and I enjoy following you. And, again, uh, I recommend the book, um, Step Up or Step Out. I, I think uh, there, there's there's some good hints in there on, on how to how to help people succeed. Or, or help them make the decision to move on to something else. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. 
I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57 page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage consultclarity.org right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O. White, or Clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you 
to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.